David um, from Melbourne, he got a property in Adelaide. So he bought interstate, it's positive cash flow. Um, the weekly rent I'm reading off my notes is going to be about $400 a week. He bought it for $408,000. He negotiated and he got it off market. Like I said, David lives in Melbourne. He got it in Adelaide. So if any of you are sort of in Sydney or Melbourne and you're thinking, hey, I want to buy interstate because it's just too hard to grow a property portfolio in Sydney, Melbourne because of the prices. If you're thinking that, hey, there's so much content online, it's just really overwhelming and um, I'm just going around in circles. And if you just lack confidence, right? A lot of pressure here on David. Uh, hopefully this is actually just going to give you some advice, some golden nuggets, some real things that you can action and actually take your property investing to the next step, your very next step and, and actually be actionable. Do you want to achieve wealth and passive income through property investing? PK Gupta, host of Oz Property Investment Mastery, will help you achieve passive income by buying top 5% growth and positive cash flow property and building a portfolio using data without you wasting months of time doing research, spending weekends at inspections, or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents each time. So if you are confused and overwhelmed by the amount of contradictory information available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. First of all, David, I just want to say thank you for making time for this. We were actually going to do this in a cafe in Melbourne, but got locked down. Um, so I'm still here in Brisbane doing it over Zoom. But I really appreciate A, for putting your trust in me and B, um, for making time for this, having actually got a pretty good deal. Thanks, BK. Great to be here. And, you know, nice to have made a friend along the journey as well. I've really enjoyed working with you over these times and always, you know, look forward to our chats. And, and this is one of them. So thanks for having me here. You too, my um, friend. Um, and you've got a much better background than me. I've got this kind of makeshift thing. You've got a nice plant. So I think you're, you've got one up on me on that. Um, but, but yeah, like, I mean, maybe if we just start from the start. So, yeah. I mean, I think everyone's interested in the actual property details. So like I said, $408,000 used data. It's growing by like $10,000 a month already. Uh, $400 a week in rent, like it was off market, didn't go through a buyer's agent, did it himself. But let, let's just start from the start. So like you already have investment properties before you you joined me. Maybe just talk us through your, your background or through your property journey before you met me. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I can start right from the beginning. Um, so the first investment I ever made was actually a unit here in West Footscray. Um, it was in my backyard um, and that's pretty much all that I knew. I thought, you know, where can I afford, you know, something for, so I only had about 300,000 to spend. So I was just thought, look in my backyard, West Footscray sounds good. So I bought there. I actually took my dad along to the auction. We went there together, you know, and I just made all the mistakes. Um, second property <laughs> second property i still really didn't have much of a system or an idea i actually trawled property chat for a long time and then found out where everyone was speaking about property and then i just went there drove to geelong pretty much every weekend for a couple of months doing all that hard work i was exhausted so i ended up buying in in newcomb in geelong um, after that and then still i was really quite unsure about how to buy property, to be quite honest. So I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? And by, mind you, I was in lockdown as well, and I wanted to buy property interstate. So we decided to, me and my wife, use a buyer's agent. Now, 
I didn't, I'll tell you, I'll be honest. I actually paid nearly 11 grand for a buyer's agent. And as much as it hurt, um, it taught me quite a lot. <laughs> One, that I didn't want to continue paying 11 grand every time I wanted to keep buying a property. <laughs> I was wondering where that was going, but yeah. <laughs> and two, I really like wanted to understand how to do this. Like it didn't seem that complicated, but they were charging me a fortune. Mm. Um, and that's when I came across your course actually. And I was like, a system that's going to teach and it's going to be replicated. And I don't have to buy a buyer's agent, don't have to use a buyer's agent and I can do this myself. And the kicker for me was the data aspect. So yeah. then I was like, Oof, makes a lot of sense. So here yeah. we are, bought my fourth property or we bought our fourth property. Uh, me and my wife are doing this together. Uh, in happy valley using your system yeah amazing amazing and i think a lot of people who um who think about education they think mm. that it's you know if you've already bought properties once twice three times whether it's yourself you've done it or through a buyer's agent they sort of think look i've already done it like you know how much more could there be to learn? Like, what was your experience of not being an amateur property investor? And to be honest, a lot of my clients are, but a lot of them aren't like yourself. Mm. You knew the basics. You had bought property before. Um, like, what was it that you actually wanted to learn very specifically? And what was it that added value to you from the course mm. that you didn't already know, even after having purchased three properties? It's a great question. And it's, there's a few things, I think. Um, so I realized that if I wanted to scale the portfolio, some things needed to be true. Like I needed to have enough cash flow to support it, but I also needed enough growth. So I think the penny really dropped when you said, hey, there's a data proven system in order to find both. Mm. And I was like, hmm, very curious because I understood that that was the missing piece of my puzzle. Like I'd lucked into some deals, but I didn't know how I could do that repeatedly in order yeah. to reach my goals of building a large portfolio. Yeah, no, it makes sense. The data is everything as I'm on record for saying. Um, so <laughs> Only right. a few times. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like kind of, let's just kind of unpack it because I, I think people mm. don't really like fluff, right? Um, especially from me. So um, without kind of spilling every single bean. Um, how did you actually use data to select this location, which was in South Australia? Like, we're not talking vacancy rates. We're not talking historical growth. We're not talking infrastructure. Like, A, was it stuff that you could have done yourself without my course online? And B, was it just too hard? Did you need to be a data scientist? Like just, just work, just help us understand what you actually did. That's a, that's a really good point. Without spilling all the beans, um, I suppose it was just a, a system that was followed and it wasn't just the high level stuff like what you read in the media or mm. what you might read on property chat, right? Which, which is a great forum, mind you, but it's not, you probably shouldn't base your investing decisions on forums of other people's opinions. Mm. Um, so, Basically, it really drilled down in, in, into some of those um, factors or those things that I had never really considered, nor did I know where to find them. So I suppose what your course did is provide it in a process 
and allowed you to then um, sort of dip into those data sources when required. Um, one of my major concerns before signing up to this course, and I, I think I even sent you this, and I asked you a few times, hey, I'm not great with numbers, I'm not great with maths, like, am I going to be all right? Yeah. And, and once I started going through the process, I realised, like, just because I didn't do too well at maths, and I think I only did, like, general maths, and I even considered dropping it at school, like, yeah. I was fine. I don't have to be a rocket scientist in order to apply this system. Yeah, yeah. No, as, as long as you can add and subtract, that is really, maybe divide a little bit. That's mainly the main things you need. Um, all right. And, and I think, you know, the, the question that I want to ask you is because so many people think, especially if you're sitting in Melbourne and Sydney, you want to in, invest interstate. So many of you think that you need a buyer's agent because, hey, you don't have any connections anywhere else. How are you even going to do this process? So not only did you buy interstate, but, and I can't say this for myself in my first one or two or three investment property. I didn't buy properties as good as you just did, but how did you get it off market? Like you didn't even travel to Adelaide. How did you get it off market? Just kind of, if you can break that down, David, that would be super awesome for everyone listening. Let me try and yeah, break that down. Um, it, it wasn't a very linear process. It was actually quite messy, right? Mm -hmm. So I set up my alerts on REA and domain. And every now and then I'd get a few hits on that, but they weren't great. And all those ones that were going to market were all going like 20, 30,000 over. So I thought I've got to try something a bit different. Um, and it was actually off the back of one of your calls as the group. They said, you've really got to make those phone calls. Mm. So what I did, I literally scanned uh, Rate My Agent for all the agents in the area. And I created an Excel spreadsheet of about 40 different agents in both North and South of Adelaide. So I had about seven, I don't know, 70 emails in there and, and phone numbers. And I couldn't possibly call all of them. So no. I was like, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send bulk emails. So I actually got my wife to help me as well because I was just, inundated with all these i did not know this i'm learning this as well so yeah carry on. there you go so i actually was sending bulk emails and pretty much no one got back apart from one agent who said you know what i think i've got what you're after yeah and then it was on like i didn't i didn't quite expect it to be so quick after that but then i needed to we needed to act real quick and it all just fell into place but it was just one email sent, I think my wife sent it through like REA, just literally in this email was like, hey, we've got finance, we're looking for this, these yeah. are our criteria, boom, boom, boom. If you've got something, let us know. Amazing, amazing. No, yeah. it's so good to, to hear that. Like, <laughs> and even my clients that are watching, like hopefully you're inspired by by that result because even in a hot market, like we're not talking like where you bought is not like a, a sluggish suburb, right? Like it's increasing 10, maybe $15,000 a fortnight. It's a hot market. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just got off a call today with a, a prospective client and he's buying to, to live in, in Brisbane. He's like, you know, by the time I'm on real estate, by the time I'm on domain, everything is under contract. Everything is sold. Like it's just, it's frustrating. So I think what, I want people to take out of what you just said is that you don't need to be 
full of resources and, and, you know, pay 10, $15,000 to someone else, you just need to be resourceful. And that cost you what it was free. It didn't cost you anything to do that. And how long did that take you to do? Maybe an hour or, or, or two or something like that. It's mm. just a bulk email. And I mean, we talk about in the course specific strategies, you know, you don't need to cold call people. You don't need to, you know, door knock and anything like this to get off market deals, but it's a great example of something that's a little bit, um, you know, left field that, that you did. And yeah, yeah, I think those really in this time, the better deals aren't actually on real estate and domain. They're off market, which, which I'm pretty happy that you got. Thanks, VK. No, well, it would, I couldn't have done it without your system. Like I'd bought properties before, like you mentioned, but I always just assumed yeah. that the deals would be on domain and REA. I thought off-market deals was just the fluff that buyers agents would tell you <laughs> to try and sell you stuff that wasn't on market. But yeah. In actual fact, those things exist. And now that I've seen that, it's changed my, my perception of how things need to be done. Yeah. And you got it for 408,000. And I can tell you right now, I mean, you can tell me that mm. if it had gone on real estate, this thing wouldn't have been sold for 408. Like I think it would have been maybe 420, 430, north of 440, something like that, um, because there would have been competition. So a lot of people like, and rightly so, they're skeptical when they hear of a claim like that, oh, you got it off market why on earth would a vendor in a hot market sell the property without putting it on real estate? Like they're shooting themselves in the foot. Why on earth would an agent not do their client the best service or provide the best service mm -hmm. and instead sell it off market? So I, I generally don't know what you're going to say to this, but what was your experience? Like why were they happy to sell it off market? Did you find that out? Did they reveal that? It's a really good point. And it all comes back down to what you teach in the course, which is one of those Ds. I don't know how many Ds it was, but there's a few Ds, right? And I yeah. think in this case, through those questions that you asked, I was able to, or the questions you prescribed, I was able to quickly get down to the motivation for selling. And I think in this case, this guy was also an investor. However, he needed the money because he was going through a separation or something like that. It didn't get into all the details. It was unfortunate for him, but he, he wanted to just get this deal done. And he mm. didn't want to have the hoo-ha of going to market and this stretching out. He really just needed the money quickly. Yeah. So um, that helped being able to negotiate on, um, on, on some of the terms mm. as opposed to price. And I think that's, one of the levers we were able to pull there, which was, hey, we're going to go unconditional. We're going to give you a nice big deposit and it's going to be quick. Like, I think it's a 45-day settlement. So it yeah. um, wasn't very long. One, yeah. one of my learnings through this, actually, that is settlement. When, you, when you're negotiating, sometimes you can forget and people might even forget if they're doing this. Settlement date starts from the time that you sort of start negotiating unless you kind of negotiate that it's going to be extended. I didn't do that. I actually made a mistake. And then I absolutely scared my broker because he's like, shit, I've actually in theory got 45 days, but that's from when we start, you started negotiating. It doesn't leave me much time to actually get this across the line. So I then had to then renegotiate with the conveyancer and the, their broker, I think from there, uh, uh, another week, which, 
I wouldn't recommend. I'd factor <laughs> that into the initial, like, you know, into the yeah. initial conversations. Just yeah. the learning I feel I'd share. Just, yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah, if you're negotiating on the contract, you know, scratching it out, initialing it, it goes from the initial contract date. That's a really, really solid point. Um, yeah, no, so that that's great. And I, I just, I want people to know that, you know, when you get these off-market deals, it doesn't mean that you're exploiting others. You know, you don't, no. what we don't want to do as, a, as property investors is have a win-lose situation where someone's going through a divorce or a deadline or financial hardship and we're screwing them over just to get a good deal. That That's just not good ethics. You want to go, be in a win-win situation. So this example, which you literally just told me, David, you know, you got a win under market, off market, and they got a win. They got a big deposit, some certainty, unconditional, and a, and a pretty quick settlement, which then they can take the money and, and do whatever they, it is that they want to do. So you need to look for win-win situations. Otherwise, you know, you can't kind of sleep at night. Um, even if you've made a ton of money, you need to have that sleep at night factor, knowing that, you know, you've done a good thing for others as well. Um, so I really like that. Point. I really like that, David. Um, all right. All right. And I think um, I think one other thing that I, I did want to ask you is, you know, for those people who live in, once again, Sydney and Melbourne, you often think that you need to spend 800000 or 900000 or a million dollars on a property. And that's what makes a good property or, you know, in a good demographic area with good tenants. You know, David's property is, like we said, around $400,000. It's that's an, actually in a really good owner-occupier pocket of, of Adelaide. So demographic is great. You know, you're probably not seeing Bentleys rolling around, but you're not seeing, like, beat-up 30-year-old Holdens either, <laughs> right? <laughs> so um, I just want to ask you about your confidence. Um, what is it? whether it's about what I do, the property investment accelerator, or just your experience, what actually gave you the confidence to pull the trigger? I mean, I'm not a buyer's agent. I didn't locate the deal for you. You did it mm -hmm. yourself. Um, we were talking about confidence before we started to hit record. What actually gave you the confidence to pull the trigger? And then what gives you the confidence to now, you know, you're going to buy another one, two, three properties. We were discussing your strategy to do this yourself without a buyer's agent interstate. And I mean, I'm always here to help, but you, mm. you don't really need me. Like what gives you mm. that confidence? I think it's, it, it comes down to the system. Like it, it comes down to knowing that this system has worked one. And two, if you put in the time and you have the commitment, you get a good result that is probably 99% better than what everyone else is doing out there. Like I'll give you an example. I go to a barbecue on the weekend and mm. people are telling me things like, hey, have you heard about this new thing, this project that's going on? I heard it in the paper. Oh, I'm going to go invest there. And you think, oh, it's a, like, I understand where you're coming from because that's how I used to think as well. But that is one factor to consider out of like, probably like 80, 90 things you need to consider. So I think the confidence comes from this system that you've put together that you can follow that allows you to sort of make decisions. And I think that's what now gives me that confidence. Yeah, for sure. And it's mm. not like a black box. I think confidence comes from 
understanding and not outsourcing. So like if there was a, a magic uh, software that I'd created and you put in your first name, David, and your last name, Decipio, and your date of birth, and it spits out a suburb, like that might give you the same answer through an algorithm, but it doesn't actually give you the confidence. You don't know what happened in the background. So, you know, for me, it's like when I was building my, my system and back testing it over 10, 20 years, what gave me the confidence to pull the trigger for myself, because that's why I created it, is that it was back tested. It was provable mm. retrospectively. And when you understand it, you know, you know, when renter proportion is high, but then vacancy is very, very low, that offsets each other. Like these, it starts to all make sense. Like one client recently, I won't mention his name, um, but you know who you are. You know, he, he came through another property investment company and they were trying to sell him a, a house and land package. You're in Melbourne, right? So yeah. in Wallen, um, uh, up near Beveridge, up, up north. And they were saying, you know, the vacancy rate is 1.5%, which is great. You know, this isn't a great area. It's going to change your life because it's brand new and all this depreciation. And, you know, it's like a growth corridor north of Melbourne going up to wherever. Like... And like, you know, bless him, but he was actually asking, you know, PK, you know, is, is this all right? You know, like this all sounds really good. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, that is what a lot of people go through. They get fed bits and bobs of information through property chat or podcasts and YouTube, all this sort of stuff, but they don't really understand it. They're really just trying to put together the jigsaw puzzle based on other people's opinion. And, and I think for me and, and hopefully for you, it's, it's genuine understanding of the data that gives us the confidence to invest wherever we want across Australia, wherever the data leads us. Um, That's a really good way to put it. I like it. It's understanding. And I suppose I feel really uncomfortable when I don't understand things. And yeah. I think this has provided that understanding and that background through this process. So I think that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. Awesome. 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 And, and last question, David. Um, like, you know, I don't know if how skeptical you were or, or your wife was, um, you know, I normally have these strategy calls where people make a decision on the call and all this sort of thing. Um, like, what would you say to people who, you know, maybe already have a couple of properties and they're like, uh, you know, they're not really done what I want them to do. I need education, but not really sure of paying, you know, all this money to someone is really worth it given I've already mm. bought properties before. Like, what would you say to someone who's on the fence and, and, and be honest, like, don't, don't just say bye, you know, <laughs> like, mm. you know, most of the concerns are around, look, okay, well, you've got a lot of results on YouTube, but how do we know that David's property is actually going to go up and be $400,000 more expensive and in three, four, six, seven, eight, nine years time. A lot of the concerns around what if you just lucked out? What a lot of the concerns are around. This is basic level information. PK has just compiled all of the stuff I can found, find online and just put it all in one place. Like these are all, I think, some common concerns that people have quite, um, like quite justifiably as well. There's a lot of people that take you for a ride in Australia in, in real estate. Like what would be your honest um, thoughts or or suggestions to those types of, of folks, um, of which maybe you were one as well? Uh, I wasn't. I was pretty sold on this because this filled a really big gap for me, which is, hey, 
I've done this, but I don't know how I'm doing it. And if I want to continue to do it, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Like, and it was yeah. creating quite a lot of stress for me because I knew I wanted to go there, but I knew it was going to probably take a lot of pain and mistakes and money to do that. So I was really willing and eager to pay someone, for example, you, to, to show me that system. Now, whether or not it comes to fruition, exactly how you're saying, I don't mind. I've learned something along the way. And I'd be encouraging all people to keep that open mindset. You know, even though just because you've got four or five, I don't know how many properties you might have. Yeah. Anyway, the stats suggest you probably only got one, maybe two properties, right? If you're an investor in Australia. But, um, you know, keep an open mind. And you don't know everything. You know, you only know what you don't, you, you don't really know what you don't know until you sort of get into it, right? <laughs> So yeah. I highly encourage you, if you're committed to building a portfolio that outperforms, you know, and, and does well and achieves the outcomes that you want, which is a passive income um, to support you, then you need to invest in that education and really commit to it because it's not just going to happen on its own. So yeah. I don't know if that answers your question, but that's... <laughs> no, thanks for sharing. And, and, and like, it's not a, a magic pill either. It's not that you give me a lump of thousands of dollars and then all of a sudden your dreams and hopes are automatically fulfilled. You actually need to do work. You know, that's how mm. life works. Um, yeah. um, all right, David. Well, you know, once again, congratulations. You, you're a humble guy, but you are now, you could say, quote unquote, an elite property investor. You've got four properties, which not many people can say they have, or you and your wife, I should say. Um, we were just talking about how you're going to grow your portfolio, you know, another two or three properties in the short term around that three, four, five hundred K type price bracket. Um, to inspire everyone that's listening or watching, what are your goals? Like, you know, maybe fast mm. forward 10 years or 15 years. What is your ambition from, from real estate? It's a really good question. <laughs> um, I think there's two it's a two-pronged response. Like for me, time is really important. Um, I want to be able to spend time doing the things I like with the people that I want whenever I want, right? So a big part of what drives me is that security factor and that time factor. Um, but, you know, I also want to be able to provide for family and, and spend time with them. I don't want to be always just working away. So mm -hmm. for me, that, that income that I can generate from properties is really, really important. And, and that mm -hmm. helps motivate me and, and, and really strive to achieve what I've set out to do. Because I know if I achieve this, um, I'll be in a really good place to be there for, for the things that matter. Yeah, no, that's really great to hear. And mm. I always say, you know, this is not like for you if you want a Ferrari or a mansion, like I don't have any of those things myself and pretty sure you don't have those things yourself either, David. This is all about transitioning from earned income, which is your business or your PAYG to passive income so that mm. you, know, you can just spend time with your kids and, and family because that's what it's all about, right? Um, and giving back. So yeah, thank you so much for, for making time, um, David. I Once again, uh, it's kind of cheesy for me to say, but I am kind of grateful for every single client, you know, to be part of... Uh, four, five, six hundred thousand dollar decision and to, for people to place their trust in me is a pretty, pretty humbling thing. Um, especially we've never actually met, like it's all remote. I'm just another <laughs> online guru, you could say. Um, so yeah, it's pretty awesome. Thank you from, um, 
yeah, sounds a bit cheesy saying it, but thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, thank you so much, PK. Um, you've been really great and really pivotal to making this happen for me. So I really, really appreciate you and, and looking forward to building this relationship as it, as it progresses. Amazing, amazing. And when Melbourne comes out of the lockdown, I'll, I'll take you up on, on that offer to catch up. Looking forward to it. Thanks All a right. lot, PK. Thanks, David. Thanks, everyone. Catch you later.